Hey, my whizzes, and welcome to episode 115 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. In a moment, I'm going to introduce you to my guest, Asha Modi, and she's going to talk about five packaging design secrets to drive more sales. With over 10 years of experience in the design industry, Asha is the founder and chief creative officer and educator at Mindsy Design Studio. She is a certified brand strategist and designer who helps female entrepreneurs courageously create mindful, healthy brands. Now, I am recording this introduction after my conversation with Asha, so I can tell you in complete honesty that you are in for a good one. Let's get right into it on why packaging design is so important and how you can use it to increase your sales. Here we go. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Ali Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. Hey, before we jump in, I want to make sure that you've grabbed my free retail roadmap, a workbook that outlines my nine steps to building a brand that flies off the shelf. If you're a producer of a packaged product in the food industry, you are going to want this. I'll add it to today's show notes, so make sure you check out that PDF when you're done listening. Thanks. Hi, Asha. Welcome to the Food Biz Whiz podcast. Hey, Anson. How are you? I'm so excited for this. Me too. I am doing great. This has been a long time coming, and I am I'm really excited for our conversation today. So, so welcome. My whizzes. Okay, as I mentioned in the intro, Asha joins us with a wealth of knowledge and insider information on what packaging stands out on the shelf and why you need to prioritize this in order to grow your sales. So Asha, I want to jump right in because we have a lot to talk about today. But can we can we talk from a high level about why brands need to focus on packaging more than ever right now? Of course, sure. And as you know, the COVID time has hit and why we should talk this right now, because consumers are so much educated and they want to focus on what are they eating, how they are affecting their body. They are very conscious about their health and wellness. And definitely why it's important, because I don't know, Alison, and you must be aware about this. Every year, 30,000 and more product comes in market. Yeah, And out of that, only... 5% of products get in the market and survive and rest 28,500 don't even make it up to the end. So that's a big fail to make the cut in the first year. So because there are certain things, you know, there are heavily saturated categories. Consumers have lots of choices and brands around them. So what do I buy? When, where there is so much saturated. So And especially uh, as per data, and we are studying, uh, we studied recently also, the consumer is changing behavior constantly. Mm. Oh, yeah, especially because of COVID, right? Like we saw, we saw so much consumer behavior change, like March 2020, just yes. overnight. Yeah, and they are conscious about not only buying, but even the behavior has changed. Their mindset is more about online buying too. Mm. Yep. So they are now 
not having like organic going in the store and looking to couple of products and grabbing yeah. couple of more products and so we are not having that purchase point we are missing that organic uh, buying point yeah, but now like they are on the discovery yeah, yeah 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 that's the whole point is missing now but it's coming back but still the digi- 51% of shoppers have used now online grocery uh, shoppers the path of purchase if you see 42% um, they are doing through the search Amazon search mm, mm. or um, 52% have showed that they're searching by a product category. For example, yep. if you want a quinoa or a hot sauce, you know, you are just searching on the search tab and you are so on the thumb scroll. Yeah. You're not even looking at the yeah. options around because you are go, go, go more yeah. or you just want what you want. So that self-discovery, that organic uh, yep. uh, way of purchasing has been limited. Yeah. So that's been challenging and especially being noisy so much in market, so many brands, differentiating yeah. uh, isn't enough. Only differentiating and standing out your packaging and your product in a meaningful way yeah. is the key. And that's why we need to really educate our consumer what are we stand for, what are our yeah. values, and align with them. And that's why packaging is a really important to co- uh, communicate with the consumer. Yeah. And so what I hear you say too, is like, I I love this differentiation isn't enough, right? Because so, I mean, gosh, you work with so many brands, like we've got so many brands in retail ready and they say, well, I source my peppers from this farm or like I donate to this cause and, you know, I taste different. And it's like, well, like you and everybody else, like at, at, at this point, like if you're on the shelf, like we know you we we hope you're a values oriented company. We hope you taste delicious. Like we hope you you are thoughtful about your sourcing. And it it feels like that isn't it's not enough in this hyper competitive environment. Absolutely right. And you know the reason behind this. There are the realities. The old brand model. Mm-hmm. There's an old brand model and new brand model. So earlier days, the company used to create the product. And they used to brand it and then they used to attract the customer to buy the product. Mm, And the company used to survive survive or sustain when they have the repeated buyer. But now there is a little bit of change and we do this in brand strategy. Now, company creates the customers first. They really understand who is the audience, what are their needs. And you need to understand their pain points. And then if your product can solve them, yeah. Then those customers becomes your brand. They becomes yeah. your tribe. So now company fights for who's having a bigger tribe, you know, yeah. that's the new <laughs> way of the brand. And that's how now the consumers are then telling, they become the tribe. They go yeah. and tell 10 more people. They yep. become like a invisible ambassadors of your company. Yes. And that's how the brand organically takes shape. So yeah. that has been changed. That's interesting to to differentiate it like that, that previously products would come to market and then be like, okay, now we, now we got to sell it. Like now we've got to figure out, you know, our, our marketing strategy and, and just to flip it and, and fill that consumer need solve that consumer problem uh, through your product development. I, I, I like that, that yes. switch. Hmm. Yeah, that's why it's important to learn the strategic and effective uh, ways of packaging design, which really sells in the market. 
and or connects. I would say sell. I would say connect with your consumer. If once you connect emotionally with your consumer, it's automatically happens uh, the sale. Oh, we talk that we talk about that a lot in retail already. That that idea that that we are selling uh, an emotion to yes. to our our clients to the to our shoppers. We are not selling them. <laughs> gluten-free bread. We are selling them the experience, that emotion of like safety and trust and like, you know, delicious experience that they have when they slice your bread and know that it was created in a certified gluten-free facility and that it is 100% safe for that, that mom to serve to the son. Right. Absolutely. They need to see the transformation, like power has shifted from companies to customers. So people are not only focused on product, but they are focused on more meaning. Mm. They want to build their identities, like customer buy product to build their own identities that, okay, I belongs to this group of thing. And they want to feel safe and successful. So um, you must have seen uh, the power of packaging also. uh, You must have heard about the RX bar, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes. Uh, it's one of my favorite bar though. But in the, when they launched, you know, I listened in 2013, they were not anywhere. They had the, like old packaging with blueberries. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember this. And it's, I, when, when I was looking over our show notes, you know, uh, a little bit behind the scenes of the podcast here, we, you know, we, we prep before the episodes and Asha, your I love that you were going to bring up the example of our RX bar because it's such it's such a powerful one, right? Especially in a category that is really, really saturated. crowded. Yeah, it's so saturated. So tell us, tell our listeners a little bit more about the the before and after example of our X bar. Sure, I would love to share that story. So in 2013, they launched uh, their packaging and the brand was doing okay. And yeah. they had, a, my, I think, the sale of 2 million worth in yep. around 2014. And they saw that they were missing pieces. It's not growing the way they wanted. And they really focused on understanding what is the need in the consumer's market. And they changed, you know, do not see, do not sell. That's a concept. What is a unique sell proposition? What is the thing your consumer wants to see it? They changed the packaging, very clean and bold colors, five ingredients on the face of PDP, on the front face of the packaging, and it was so clean that consumer picked up in a second. Totally. They, um, what happens with that? The packaging was thoughtfully designed. And um, overnight, the company boosted up their sale. They, they were like $160 million sales in 2017. Just God, three years. Yes. From two, just million, by two million a year to $160 million in a year. Yes, in this heavy saturated protein bar. It's wild. I mean, I, so I'll tell you where my mind goes is my mind goes to how much did they spend on that packaging redesign, that brand redesign and like what an incredible return on investment. Yeah. It's not only packaging design. I think it is more a brand strategy too. Like you need to have a strategic approach behind the packaging design. The pretty looking design just doesn't sell in the market. Yeah, It needs to be strategized, understand the consumer, USP, what is your uniqueness, the North Star and communicate through that. That's the way you can sell the packaging. And you won't be surprised. You will be surprised to hear this. The gay 
RX Bar gained the attention of new customers, retailers, distributors, and Kellogg's company, you know, who's mm-hmm. the biggest yeah. one in the market, yeah. which eventually acquired the RX Bar for $600 million. It's crazy. So, it's so crazy. So packaging has power, you yeah. know. 81% of consumers tried something new because packaging got their eyesight. Yeah. Oh, I'm in that group. I'm in that group yeah. for sure. Yeah, like you you see you go in the market, uh, in the grocery store, buying a water bottle or quick chocolate or something, yep. couple of things, but you will end up buying two to three things more. Oh, you yeah. know why? Packaging. For sure. Yeah, there is a buying behavior and packaging is so attractive that it creates certain emotions in your brain when it's an attractive packaging. Howard Business Studies have uh, released, and I teach that in my course too, that how consumer buys attractive packaging creates positive emotions or rewards in your brain. So that's why people attracts to Mm. uh, attractive packaging. Because we want that like reward hit, right? We want like, we want that little uh, dopamine. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I I, I'm feeling great. I did something great because I bought this, you know, cute little. Yeah. 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 And the colors have emotions and there's Mm. a theory behind it. So 52% of consumers are willing to pay little extra for the product if they like the packaging and it aligns with their values, Mm. you know, if it's sustainable or how it aligns. So 52%, it shows recently in the study, um, in 63% of consumer purchase a product again. And you know, buying a product again and again, how it is important. Yeah, that's what we need. So important. Purchasers, absolutely. You've got a great little graphic of of those numbers. And mm -hmm. if it's okay with you, Asha, I'd love to put that on in the show notes here so people can really see this breakdown as well. Sure, absolutely. I'm happy to share that with you. But uh, that's, I'm saying that uh, 63% of purchase product, again, because of the appearance and aesthetics of the packaging. Mm. So it is really critical and important how we are designing a packaging and how thoughtful and strategically done uh, understand the consumers. Yeah. So there are, I, in my experience of a decade, I found there are five secrets, which really works, which I'm going to share Great. with your audience today. Great. Are you ready? So I, I'm ready, but I've got one question before, sure. before we dive into this. So tell me if these secrets are going to be relevant for people, either if they're doing their packaging themselves, right? Like we've got a couple people who have a little bit of design background and they like are still DIYing their packaging. And then we have other people who are outsourcing. Obviously they're, they're hiring designers, packaging designers, brand strategists. Um, who are we talking to today? Absolutely. Good. Great question. I'm glad you asked. Uh, we are talking to both the both of them because okay. these secrets are especially how to sell packaging in the market, right? So if you are a marketing director or you are CEO of the company or you are just a startup female entrepreneur who wants to launch the product in the yep. market, these are the key secrets you should keep in your tool bucket to okay. understand if you are a hiring designer or approving your packaging design, cross-check that these principles are applying that or not. Fantastic. And, yeah. Great. And if Great. you are a freelancer, if you are a graphic designer or a packaging designer who are in the journey to level up their career game, this is a secret sauce for you how yes. to do the creative, um, exactly the packaging, which 
or helps your client to boost yeah. their sales. And that client stays with you then. Yeah. And I know we we can talk about this a, a little bit uh, towards the end, but I know that you work with both of these audiences. You mm-hmm. help both brands, you know, con- consumer packaged good brands with their brand strategy and packaging. And then you also help designers understand how to, you know, level up their skills to create designs that work for their clients, right? Yes. Yes. I, I love that you see it from both sides. It, you know, when we first connected, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. I, I love that, that um, those two audiences. Yeah. Because in my experience, practical experience is the knowledge education. You need yeah. to really uh, learn from the practicality. And then I struggled earlier days and I don't sure. want the design community. So I'm sharing my knowledge with them at the same time, um, uh, helping my clients too. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't tell you how many, <laughs> how many brands have come to me and they, you know, sh- obviously show me their packaging and they're like, we hired a professional designer. I'm like, Hmm. Did you? Did you? Because they, you know, that professional designer forgot this and this and this, or like, it just like, isn't hitting the mark. So um, certainly, you know, designers vary in, in skill set and experience of, of course, but I love, like I said, I, I think it's so, so smart that you're, you're helping both sides here. Yeah, it's fulfillment for me to do yeah. that too yeah. on both sides. All right, so, so let's jump in with number one. Tell me, tell me, mm-hmm. tell me where we're going here. So we are going to share five secrets to drive okay. more sales through the packaging design. So first secret is telling the brand story. Mm. So all the packaging provides a platform for education, right? At the most basic level, this is simply informed and printed on the pack about the product, the yep. company, and the brand. But packaging can also telegraph the brand values. What do you mm-hmm. stand for? Like you are sustainable, you are vegan, or given the choice of the packaging material, or you can you can also t- it's a mission driven uh-huh. or a woman fa- uh, farmer or what is the most value or unique thing about your product or a brand with the material resources? Anything you can. That's an opportunity to show through the packaging. But even with the tiniest product, the packaging can communicate to volumes. What you want to communicate, what story you want to tell, that needs to be thoughtfully uh, uh, designed. So done that thoughtfully, packaging can serve as the best storyteller for the most successful brands. So if you see that your brand has a soul, you need to find what it connects with the consumer beyond the product shelf, beyond mm-hmm. the money. What is your purpose behind your company or a brand? And you need to find whom you are aligning with. What is the soul of your brand? So soul of the brand to life and uh, suits the brand perfectly and couldn't be leveraged by any other brand because mm-hmm. you have your unique thing to tell through your story it's not going to replace by other brands. So what is your uniqueness? What is your brand soul? That needs to bring on the packaging design and thoughtfully design packaging that connects authentic stories with the consumer and doesn't just drive up sales, but it can set the brand up for years of success by creating brand loyalties. And yeah. It is yeah. so important, you know, brand loyalty. Like, why would they come again and just pick your product or brand from the market and not other three who's competing with you? Yes. And I like that you 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 emphasize that each brand has its own set of values. 
and its own story. And those are the things that can't be replicated by the brand next to them on the shelf. So like I think about going into the grocery store and looking at that hot sauce shelf and, you know, I'm like, okay, here we are. We see a dozen different bottles of hot sauce at a minimum. Like, how do I choose? And, you know, not to say at the end of the day, they're all the same inside the bottle, but like, you know, I'm like, okay, like they, they're like, there are subtle differences between all these hot sauces, but at the end of the day, like which one as a shopper, do I feel most connected to through the packaging, through like what they're conveying as their, their brand story, either on the front or the back or like whatever that is. I I love that idea of taking away the competition uh, by recognizing that they, you can't compete on your own brand story, right? Yeah, yeah. You have your uniqueness, your North Stars, sure. and nobody then has that. Then it's going to be a unique sale proposition for you. Yeah. And you talk about hot sauce. And recently, uh, I launched the hot sauce brand last year, Sea Enchiles. Okay, and yeah, right. it, it was a Mexican brand. And there are so many hot sauces. So we wanted to differentiate and tell that unique story. But you can see the case study on my website later. Great. But- Great. We'll link that up in the show notes too. That'll yeah. that make sense. Yeah. But the unique story is about creating to the culture and how you are showing it to it. It also has that element. Mm-hmm. Which, well, that said, we'll go to the second point before going uh, deep. Uh, uh, the second secret is simplicity and clarity. I always see this in my client. They come up with, we want to show lots of copy and illustration and images. I want to show this benefit also, this claims also, this yeah. also, this story. You have a certain amount of piece, like yeah. three by four label or yeah. whatever the size of packaging. What is the most important things to be seen on the packaging, which connects emotionally with your consumer? That's the key. Right. So your packaging should be as easy to understand as possible. So I would I do this funny exercise and you must have done or I encourage all the listeners to do it. Next time when you go to the supermarket or grocery store, take a glance of random products, whatever aisle you like. Yep. Just like chocolates or coffee water. Just by looking at the packaging, can you tell what is the product is for and do you know the brand behind it in four seconds? So according to the studies of Howard and Nelson, it shows that there's only four seconds of attention grabbing time the uh, general consumer has to grab to uh, that. That's the chance you are going to make the purchase if you communicate in four seconds. If not, your purchase is not going to make it. That's it's so it's so fast. And I'm so glad that you're backing me up here because I say something very similar in retail ready. And we, we sometimes get a little bit of pushback and, you know, people say, well, oh, they'll pick it up off the shelf. They'll like turn it around to read the back. I'm like, not if you didn't capture their attention in the first place. Yes. Spot on. Yeah. And Asha, tell me, tell me if this is true, but I imagine you talked a little bit about trans, uh, us like shifting to online sales, you know, as a mm-hmm. result of COVID. I imagine that attention span is even shorter online. Yes. I that's think about how quickly I scroll. Like that's not four seconds, you know, yeah. it's so fast. Yeah. 
that's what we mentioned in earlier when we started that that's a problem in the industry right now, especially after hit COVID. That's why the brand recognition and brand loyalty is very important. But there mm-hmm. is a key also to understand the digital consumer right. and how can you give that personal experience to them and yeah. understand through delivery and getting really in touch with them. Um, there are different strategy behind it, but simplicity is the key. Like, clarity and simplicity so enhance your product experience don't get away in the product sale by telling too much keep the copy minimal stick with simple and clear concept which is easily uh easy to understand in four seconds of time and simple well-thought design that win the hearts so company and uh if you need to know that is this clear or simple i do encourage for the field testing and we do you must have heard Alison about the eyeball testing Mm, yeah tell us tell us our listeners what that is so eyeball testing is when in doubt uh, you don't know you're not sure if this packaging is clean or simple and connect do the testing of eyeball testing um, uh, as a focus group to identify what product you are selling after taking two seconds to look at your packaging. Show them for the two seconds and they understand what is the product about. Uh, That's we call eyeball testing. And immediately you will know, is it clear or not? So it's not personal choice what you like colors and design or what CEO is liking design. Who's going to use the product? We need to do the testing with them and make the choice according to their opinion. So that's the key. I would love it if we could challenge our listeners to go out in the world and find, I don't know, half a dozen people, you know, this week, you just literally walk up to them and say, Hey, I'm a food founder and we're redesigning our packaging. Can, can I show it to you for five seconds? And you tell me one in one sentence, if you know what it is, like, I think it can be as easy as that. You know, of course it like requires yourself to put you out there a little bit, but you know, yeah, yeah. I think it would work. That that exactly it would work. Actually, taking a real um, there are lots of studies and database. You know, we can do it about it. But I'm I'm a real like go in the grocery store and take a real design test or yep. color test and see yep. how they are seeing the product and what are they picking this or that. You know, do the real testing. And eyeball testing really helps to make the right decisions. Yeah. We have our retail ready students go into the store, put their product on the shelf in whatever category they're in. I always recommend they take pictures or, you know, whatever it is, but step back and see how your product looks in that sea of other hot Mm -hmm. sauces (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we'll know, or we'll have a better sense of how it, how it looks on the shelf. Um, and not to, you know, I guess I should say a disclaimer here, not to like bash on our hot sauce, our hot sauce listeners here. Like, you know, of course, um, I, I eat a lot of hot sauce, but recognizing that categories are crowded nowadays. So whether it's hot sauce or jam or nut butters or beverages, you know, the com- mm-hmm, the competition mm-hmm. is there. Um, and, and that's why we were having this conversation, you know, having, having packaging that stands out is the way to capture those, capture those eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. So what's, what's number three? Uh, number three is strong hierarchy and minimal copy. Mm. So Think of your package as a billboard or real uh, real estate. You know, you only have so much room on your packaging to show its benefits. 
if your product is the size of television, then you should have plenty of room to display all the features in the world. Yeah, if you were like a five pound bag of rice or something. Yeah, with the instruction manual. Great, like we're good. (laughs) But But I don't see that a lot. We see these like, you know. Yeah, little tiny things. And however, if the product is small, then you need to get creative. Use only the words that you need to Mm. in your copy and keep minimal. Your copy should be concise and to the point. If you had to fit your product copy on the Twitter or the tweet, you know, yeah. what would you say? Yeah. What would you say? In yeah. the and photos, colors, and imagery are also great ways to describe your product. Like I remember uh, when I was in Chosen Foods, the avocado was the impression. And wherever yeah. you see avocado, you recognize, oh, this is that brand. That's yeah. Now they have rebranded and gone through a complete a different California brand, yeah. which is really great. Yeah. But what is the brand recognition you want to do in your user mind? You have the power to navigate them. You have mm-hmm. the power, what they should see first, what should they see second, what should they see third. So as yeah. a designer or a marketing director or a founder, you have that power to navigate and help your customer to see mm-hmm. the best benefit mm-hmm. first. The product name should be most important or the brand size should be more um the logo it should be most important, yeah. you know? So and there's those not, are the things you see. And sorry to interrupt you here, but and there's not necessarily of one right answer, right? What I hear you saying is it it depends on your brand, it depends on your strategy. And that's when you decide, you know, are we really highlighting the product name or the flavor of each one of these or whatever it is? Or are we actually going to highlight the logo? Is that going to be the the first thing that the eyes go to? But it really, I hear you say that there's no one right way to do it. Yes. And it goes back to your, that like bigger strategy piece. Yeah. It goes back to the strategy thinking that, and you have to search your competitors too. What are they doing? Right. Yeah. So you want to make sure you're not repeating those things. And as you say, that's why the field testings and those things are important. What is there in the market? You should not add more noise. Right. (laughs) Right. I Differentiate, think yeah. but with meaningful way. That's yeah. the key. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We are going to take a quick break and we will be back with items four and five. Hang tight. Instead of having a sponsor for today's episode, I want to give you a freebie, my retail roadmap. This roadmap is essential for anyone launching or growing a packaged food product, as it clearly outlines the difference between creating a product line that flies off the retail shelf versus one that just sits there. Find my free retail roadmap linked in today's show notes. You are going to love it. All right, Asha, we are back. Let's jump right into secret number four. Woohoo! We are all there. So I secret know. number four, and this is my favorite uh, secret too: okay. choosing the right material. Mm. You know, the packaging aren't just meant to be looked at; they are meant to be touched. You want to create a positive and tactile experiences for consumer with the right material. Yeah. What you want them to feel. Yeah, we have these After cookies. Them. There are these cookies up here in San Francisco that come, they come in a two pack and the packaging is, it comes in like a, you know, it's, it's plastic. It's like a wrap mm-hmm. and it's that you probably know what the material is. I don't, I don't have it off the top of my head, but it, 
it feels soft to the touch. It's that like matte, like soft wrap that just yeah. feels so good to hold. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it creates some emotions within you. Mm. So there are, there are several materials available for packaging, like, you know, with paper, plastic, styrofoam, being this three of them are most common, but I would highly recommend consider the positioning of the brand. Yeah. You know, as well as your pricing in the market. For example, styrofoam packaging may be the best option for those trying to offer the most competitive sure. prices. Yep. Right. Of course. But would it not align with the eco friendly brand? Mm-hmm. Or it is not going to align with the sustainable uh, packaging material or yeah. what consumer wants? Because nowadays consumers are so educated. Yeah. They are thoughtfully spending their money if they are aligning with the values and uh, environment caring or is there they are ready to pay a little premium price yeah. for that product. Yeah. So and Asha, I, I think it it even goes beyond just the packaging itself, right? Like I've had experiences where I buy a product online from a sustainably positioned company and mm-hmm. then it shows up in a box, in a big box, right? Like a box oh that's way God, too Amazon. big and then has perhaps like a styrofoam packing peanuts or some sort of filler that that isn't aligned with that brand mm-hmm. the brand's mm-hmm. values or gosh like I've bought expensive things off Amazon and then they come in an Amazon box with the like mm-hmm. you know the air mm-hmm. air pocket things and I'm like oh this isn't as luxury as I had expected like I wanted mm-hmm. I wanted that like luxury experience through and through and it shows mm-hmm. up in an Amazon box. So mm. I, I'm I'm curious if you, you think it like it does extend beyond just the the, the packaging, right? It extends, and I know what's happening right now in your brain when it you got that packaging, you had expected luxury experience mm-hmm. and or sustainable whatever yep. the company stands for. But when it came in Amazon, it crashed your dreams totally. You know? <laughs> Totally. So packaging is a literally the biggest clutter creator in the market. Oh, so everybody yeah. are as a, if there are some designer who are listening, we have to be really mindful what material we are using yeah. for the environment's sake. And we were talking about on the Earth Day too, we can't replace this earth. So we have yeah. to be mindful about what material we are using. And I would say give a benefit of doubt, Alice. And you know, some companies are trying to go yeah. and that's eco-friendly yeah. material and sustainable. They are trying trying to, yeah. you know, how hard it is for distributor to get from organic yeah. source or soil and packaging in the totally. right trucks and all, but they're trying as much as effort they are doing for yeah. the eco-friendly. But if there is no choice, they have to go certain ways because yeah. they are in the process to build their company to Absolutely. get their eco-friendly. Like, yeah. you know, Oatly brand, there's so yeah. transparency, yeah. Uh, transparency in the, it's a Sweden brand and a completely transparency on the packaging and how outsourcing material. Yeah. But some company are in the process and they are figuring out how to do it, but they have taken the steps. So bravo yeah. for that. Yes, they are at absolutely. least thoughtful for that. Absolutely. Like we, we are yeah. like having composable packaging now, yeah. biodegradable, mushroom mash, waste from oceans. People are creating again the packaging. Like I love, I'm teaching my kids, this is a composable packaging. Take that like a blue bottle package. Yeah, if you want. right. 
go and compose in your backyard. You yeah. are saving so much logistic, yeah. recyclable issue, repurpose it. Yeah. Like even this hot sauce brand, they want they were standing for it, but the certification and process are taking time. But we just yeah. end up putting some icon, reuse this glass bottle as a vase right. and encouraging consumer what they need to do, the right yeah. step. Yeah. And it, it's so complicated. It's so or it, it can be yes. it's or it can be so nuanced too. You know, one of the conversations that comes up over and over again in Retail Ready is this, the question about glass versus pa- plastic, um, mm-hmm. especially people who are using the like 16 ounce glass jars and really mm-hmm. trying to figure out whether or not glass makes, glass feels more intuitively aligned with their values, but then they think about the additional cost and resources that it takes to ship glass all over the country and adding that into the environment versus having plastic that is lighter and easier to ship and less, you know, breakage and spoilage and being able to offer that lower price point for their customers. It's really a lot to debate as a small brand. Yes, I absolutely understand. And I've been in that situation, like especially when I was on the avocado oil team mm-hmm. when we were designing it and companies started growing and going internationally, Canada, Europe yeah. and yeah. Um, everywhere. The logistically when it in shipping, the avocado oil bottle was cracking. Mm. It was a so much of product waste yeah. was happening. Yeah. Then we end up having a solution uh, as a team. We had that plastic bubble wrapping around yep. and it's shipping to certain part. Yep. And we had to brand that. So you need to figure out some options too, but they are now most so many different sustainable, uh, like eco-friendly material. Yeah. So give a thought, figure it out and give the best option, which can save this uh, mother earth too. Yeah. You know, packaging can create a really trash otherwise. In the yeah. So, oh. Absolutely. And I loved your encouragement that those, the small steps add up too, right? That like, small just, just because you're not doing 100% of things exactly perfectly right now, like yes. you can get there, right? Like you can take small steps and like do what you can right now within your, your budget. Yes. Taking yeah. a small step and uh, encourage them, I would say, give a yeah. benefit doubt. They are like, yeah. it's, it's not easy to go through supply Ugh. chain, distributor claim, and you know more. No, than especially you know, now. I mean, work. gosh, the like, <laughs> the number of posts we have in our student group about, um, you know, the challenge in finding glass over the past 18 months has, you know, wow. gosh, it's, it's a real challenge. So, all right. What yeah, is, yeah, yeah. what's our last secret? What's number five? So that's the thing um, we just spoke about. It uh, leads us to next last point is functionality and practicality. Mm-hmm. So while many business focus on the eye-catching appeal of the product packaging design, practicality is often overlooked. Practicality deals with the actual shape, size, and the product. The more sales it gets, you know, um, you remember the hands um sauce brand hands mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. the sales were skyrocketed when they recreated their packaging to allow for the easy usability earlier like even the ketchup market was not making most yeah. in the growth crisis but how the functional it is for the consumer how easy it is to open or use so thinking about the la- label wrap or shape or yeah. size yeah. think about usability of the product it yeah, is well, important 
even Heinz, you know, for those who are listening, instead of watching our video here, I'm thinking about the, the old Heinz bottles where you were like whacking them and you had to like, you know, there was that secret that if you hit it on the like one specific spot on the label, the ketchup would come out. But like, yes. yeah, changing to a squeeze bottle, like change the game for them, right? Yeah, it's after all come back to consumer, right? Well, yeah. How can you make their life better? How can you product change their life or make their life better. Yeah. Think that intuition. Um, so if you're not sure how practical your design is, then create some user testing and collect any feedback is mm. necessary. Yep. So all necessary feedbacks like companies need to ask themselves, does the packaging make the product easier to use? As mm. we just mentioned, yep. what is the best size and shape this can be? Yep. How would the user will be more comfortable with this? Mm -hmm. Or is there any opportunity to innovate something new? Yeah. Just don't create a carter. Try to create innovative if it's possible, the shape. Yeah. Uh, like um Haven's Kitchen that started doing sauces in the pouches. You know, she was doing mm -hmm. these, she still is these, I think she had five SKUs um of mm -hmm. of you know, for lack of a better word, like a simmer sauce or like some sort of like condiment, um, in those, in those like squeeze pouches, almost like baby food. And it's so funny, Asha, because I, <laughs> I literally, gosh, I'm a, a mentor here at an incubator kitchen called La Cocina in San Francisco. And probably uh -huh. 10 years ago, someone wanted to put a chimichurri sauce in a pouch and like a pesto mm -hmm. in a pouch. And I, I said, no, I was like, oh, like, I don't think like, we're not ready for it. You know, it looks like baby food. It, like, I, I don't mm. recommend it. Like, where's the buyer from that wholesale buyer's perspective? I was like, where would we merchandise it? Like, I don't think it's going to work. Oh, um, interesting. And then sure enough, now there are sauce brands, plenty, like, plenty in, in pouches. So yeah, you're, you're, I, I, just I am publicly used. saying that I, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I don't know. Yeah, it's a decade ago, yeah. right? We weren't so ready back you, then. Yeah. Yeah, we were not. I don't think so. You were wrong. We have yeah. to change. We have to innovate. And it's change is consistent. In yeah. the COVID time also now, how people are carrying the material and using it, it's very different than last year. So yeah. don't even think about 10 years back. Yeah. Say. <laughs> we have to keep up with the market. We need to understand our consumer well. That's that's the that's the key. So yeah. I would make a bold statement today that packaging design is as important as the product itself. Mm. If product is really good, but if packaging is not good, nobody's oh, buying it. I, I completely agree with you. The brands that I see succeed faster inside of mm -hmm. Retail Ready are the ones who have invested in, in packaging. You know, whether yes. that's an investment of, of time or you know, strat strategic thinking or or whatever it is, the ones who who invest in packaging are the ones who succeed at a faster rate. Yeah, totally. And it's it's a combination. You need to understand the market. And um even all the designers or freelancers who are on the listener this uh podcast, I would say understand your client too because they mm. need to have they have a really good product and just pretty looking design will not bring ROI to their business they are going to yeah. get frustrated they are putting so much hard work creating product and if it doesn't sell it's like it's so heartbreaking so I generally encourage 
understand the market and product itself i literally smell test product and design <laughs> yeah. the colors and everything accordingly and put it on like a infused spray of chosen food uh when we designed it was completely i was smell with the test and how mm-hmm. it should use that red color or what that emotion will create everything mm-hmm. has to be thoughtfully done mm-hmm. and uh, that's how it's a teamwork and then the product success and the client is happy and then they are ready to do more good for the market so yes. it's a teamwork yes i love this i love this i love that you come come from you approach packaging with the perspective of packaging helps sell off the shelf. It has to be more than that beautiful design. It has to be more than what's trending in the marketplace right now. It has to connect on an emotional level with that consumer and drive repeat sales uh, off that shelf. Smart. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So the real value of packaging is like helping thoughtfully conceive the product get noticed on the clutter retail shelf Mm -hmm. and then get purchased over and over again for years that's a strategic packaging design and packaging that disrupts on shelf captures the brand story and forges that emotional connection Mm -hmm. with the consumer that'd be an incredible powerful and valuable marketing weapon oh i agree yes yes what a wonderful wonder what a wonderful way for us to wrap up here. So I know that I want to I want to talk about a couple of things here. I've got a few mm-hmm. more like business questions for you, Asha. First sure. off, tell us who from the from the uh like brand side, from the packaging, you know, founder, founder perspective, who is your your ideal client right now? And are you taking on new clients? Yes, I take quality uh, clients and um, I believe in quality over quantity. So yeah. uh, definitely I uh, have a health and wellness. My story really, uh, backstory really relates with that. So I'm really passionate for health, food and wellness market. Yeah. And we are focusing on startup and especially the women uh, entrepreneurs who want to launch product and market and they don't know how to bring their dreams Mm. into life and we are the one who helps them to bring their dreams into life and get their ROI to their businesses so health and wellness is my passion and want to serve this generation and upcoming generation so they have a better choices for that Mm. I can I can feel your you're passionate about that I, I, (laughs) I love that okay and then you work with clients in two different ways either like almost that like done for you service, you know, start to finish, you were doing the design, you were doing absolutely everything. And I know you're also a fellow digital course creator, which I Mm -hmm. love. So let's, before I let you go, can we talk about your digital course a little bit, the packaging design that sells? Sure. Yeah. As you say, we do uh, in the studio, take the clients for the packaging and I didn't project, but that's the experience I teach is what things we learned in the digital course and my course is how to create packaging that sales. Uh, You can see that on my website. I created this course because all the freelancers or designers sometimes don't have the real market knowledge. What is this Q and uh, what is the PDP and what are the claims and what size of the network should go on the packaging Uh, and the consumer mindset and strategic thinking about packaging, right? What colors works and everything. There's a thought process when you create the packaging. So I'm showing the real work 
examples and showing how to create that effective packaging. And this course is not only limited to freelancers and designers. I have seen my clients sometime, you know, the startup companies who are not funded and That's single what I was entrepreneurs. Say. Yeah, for people who, yeah. Want, who want to take a, you know, for that first go around that, that yes. you know, DIY packaging. That sounds like a yes. great resource for them. Yeah, they have like a designer friends and they are very yeah. early stage of their business yep. and want to launch something and want to learn about packaging. So this is the course is perfectly uh, fit in their budget and they can see the process and they can in the starting stage of the business, they can use it. Yeah. And when they are ready, definitely the studios are there for serving them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would be the type of person who takes that class, sees how much work goes into it. And is like, uh, actually I'll just hire, you know, the designer, like (laughs) I want to know what I'm getting into and then I'm going to opt to not do it myself. Have you, have you seen people do that? I have seen people do that, but I have seen people uh, in my um, community also, they come and say that, thank God I did it because I didn't even know about this perspective of the consumer. I didn't know that I'm designing for a child and I don't know, am I designing for the buyer or I'm designing for the shopper? Like, am I like a user and user is different than the shopper. The kid versus the parent who's purchasing it. Yeah. Yeah. So whom do you design for? All these things they don't know. And then, uh, director of the very well company even he had to launch his uh, own product and he wanted to take the course so um, uh, like they learn so much in the process yeah uh, it gains a knowledge and they can guide their in-house team or yeah. uh, take the right decision for the yeah package. or set so them up the for success once they do have the budget to hire the, a designer down the road yeah absolutely great yes. so where else can people find you Yes, people can find me uh, definitely on Instagram, um, my studio name, Mindsy Design. And um, I also, Mindsy Design, uh, you have my website, www.mindsy.design and uh, LinkedIn. Those are the three platforms that activate. I'm also on the Facebook, but if you want me quick hold of me, (laughs) Instagram or email, that's the thing. That's how we first connected over over the DM. So we'll make sure Asha will link all of those, you know, all that contact information on our show notes, as well as more info on that, uh, the course that you teach, because I think that's that's such a great resource for early stage food brands um, and freelancers who are trying to up their skills as well. Asha, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was such a pleasure chatting with you. And and I loved talking through those five secrets. Uh, Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And uh, I hope your audience got value. And as a gratitude, I'm going to give uh, uh, the packaging design inspiration and trends and they can feel free to download or DM me. I can send them the PDF. Uh, and they can see all the design inspiration for this year and upcoming. Oh, fantastic. I I love that. Thank you so much for providing that resource for our audience. We'll make sure to link that um link that page in our show notes so people can figure out where to where to download it from you. Thank Perfect. you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Okay, my wizards, thank you for listening to today's episode. Asha shared some really great secrets today that I know is going to help you plan and produce your packaging. So you can check out Mindsy Design Studio's packaging design course along with all of the other resources mentioned today 
in our show notes. As always from here, I would love to continue the conversation in our Food Biz Wiz Facebook group. We are well over 2000 food and beverage founders in there discussing all things related to the CPG industry. Find the invite to my free group at foodbizwiz.com or linked in today's show notes. All right, that is it for now. Have a good one. And I'll see you right back here next week for episode 116. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Wiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.